Don't think. Feel. It is like a finger pointing away to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory. Hey! You're part of it! Welcome to the Who Sign Is It Anyway podcast, the podcast by two sisters, and I'm Deborah, and I'm Mia, and we're welcoming you into our bi-monthly conversations all about the moon. So this episode is going to be all about the Gemini full moon that's coming on November 30th, 2020 at 429 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we have an eclipse this time around because eclipse season is upon us. Mm-hmm. And it'll be coming at 4.24 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes. So we'll get more into what the heck eclipses really are. Um, and like my favorite astrologer, Anne Orly, likes to say, eclipses are coming, eclipses are coming. <laughs> and it's upon us. Ah. Don't worry. It'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get through it. We'll get through it. Yes. All right, so just to give you guys a brief little outline of what we're going to be talking about today, um, it's going to be what the heck is full moon, what is that full moon energy all about, um, what oppositions are, we're going to be talking about um, super briefly the Sagittarius energy, and then we're going to talk about general Gemini energy, then the moon in Gemini, and then we're going to be talking about the eclipse, the eclipse that's coming up. And then we're going to get into what house this full moon is going to be hitting you in. And of course, our little three card spread, uh, tarot card spread for you at the end. Exciting stuff for this episode. And we're just going to get right into it about what full moon energy means. What's going to be happening energetically this time around. Yeah. So full moon is, as we always say, really big releasing energy. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's kind of taking you out of your, the comfort you've been in for the first half of like this cycle and shaking things up. Yeah, it's a culmination point. It's when things come to a head. Um, So a lot of times that could be a little bit difficult because it's like a surge of emotions, especially depending on what sign the moon is in. and one of my favorite ways that you described it before, Mia, was that it's kind of like a detox. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's going to be like unpleasant and yeah. like you're like, am I sick or is this a detox? Yeah. <laughs> the moons are like, am I depressed or is this a detox? <laughs> <laughs> so I love that analogy to it. Yeah. And also with this one, we're going to get into the eclipse a little bit later, but just with this particular full moon, it's going to be extra. Mm -hmm. And something that conceptualized it for me is if you know tarot, it kind of, this energy reminds me of the tower just Mm -hmm. being kicked out, like I said, of your comfort and kind of feeling out of control of it because you were kicked out. You didn't just, you know, walk out of the tower. Exactly. It's a full, um, Eclipses really have that like jolting, catapulting feeling. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that. Yeah. So that's how you'll be feeling it with the full moon in particular is that energy really like shoving you out of the cozy space you've been in. Mm-hmm. The progress you've made is going to feel like, oh no, I'm taking 10 steps oh, no. backwards. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite one. 
Deborah. Maybe we should make a meme with that one. <gasps> okay, guys, by the time this episode comes out, you'll see it. <laughs> We're going to have a meme on who signed Is it anyways? Instagram. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and the clips. <laughs> um, yeah, so I can't wait to get further into the clips energy and what the heck an eclipse actually is, but it's going to be a big defining point to this full moon. Um, and another important thing as far as astronomically what a full moon is, it's when the sun and the moon are opposite from each other. They're 180 degrees apart. They're opposite in the sky. Um, and so that means the sun is in Sagittarius and the moon is going to be in Gemini. They're the, uh, that opposing axis. Um, Happy Sagittarius season to mm-hmm. all my Sagittariuses. Yeah. Sagittarians? Sure. I don't know. Could go either, right? Either way. <laughs> however, however you want to be, you want to be called. Yes. Shout out to you. So an opposition, um, when planets are across from each other, so it does it happens to more j- than just the sun and the moon, it creates kind of this tug of war um tension where you're being forced to integrate and find balance between these two energies so that's why we want to talk about um of course the gemini moon energy but i think to really give you the full picture we also have to describe um at least a little bit what the sagittarius energy since that is the opposing energy and so for the next um new moon it's going to be sagittarius new moon we'll get into sagittarius more in depth so this is super brief not comprehensive but um Sagittarius energy it's a mutable sign just like Gemini meaning it's really good at adapting Mm -hmm. but I always say that Sagittarius is kind of like likes to one-up Gemini so like Gemini is like all about learning and Sagittarius is about higher learning and like Gemini likes to travel but it, that's more local travel, domestic, and um, Sagittarius is more of like long trips, far trips. It's a wanderlust. Mm-hmm. So it kind of one upset, which I think is very fitting because where Gemini is an air sign, Sagittarius is a fire sign. Exactly. So it has to be like extra. <laughs> yeah. And said like fire signs in general are all about passion in whatever area mm-hmm. it is. But with Sagittarius, it lends itself to having many passions, having a lot of depth and really having an energy for life. Mm-hmm. Like their their life force comes from their heart and it goes into all the topics that Deborah had spoken about. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's fun energy. It's definitely it's a something that gets you boisterous. going. Yeah. That yeah. fire energy can is always like it's a palpable like mm-hmm. you always can tell the sire uh, the fire sign in the room right. you know? it's like me guys. i can't yeah. <laughs> it's me it's her <laughs> so that's just a little bit about sagittarius energy and check out next episode to hear more about it in the new moon oh yeah btw guys we're gonna have another guest with us next um for the sagittarius new moon that's gonna be my friend Catherine mitchell she's an intuitive on long island and she's releasing her new book life aligned and she's really going to be joining us to be talking about the astrology that she practices the karmic astrology so that's gonna be fun yeah something to look forward to a lot of things to look forward to for next episode. Yeah. And yeah. All right. Um, so we talked about Sag energy. Now let's talk about the big boy energy, the Gemini. Yes. 
And very fitting that there is no guest for this episode because Gemini is the two. And it's the two sisters. Yeah. We started the podcast with the Gemini new moon that was back in... May 2020. Yeah, so here we are. Now we're going to talk about this energy again now. It's slightly flipped because it's the full moon, but we're going to discuss Gemini energy so you get the vibe. Mm-hmm. So just to give you the 411, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the 411 on yes. Gemini energy. Yes, the breakdown. So Gemini energy translates a lot into the quote-unquote I think. Um, that's because the element is air. Its quality is mutable. Um, it's ruled by Mercury, which is the mind, which rules the mind. And so think of, for the way I think of Gemini, is it's a chatty Kathy in the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I always like to think of air signs having a lot to do with, um, like, elements of, of the head. Like, they mm-hmm. deal with matters of the head. And so it is your mouth, communication and talking. Your thoughts, thought. your ideas. Yes. And with Gemini being a mutable sign, like Deborah has it before, it makes mutable signs are generally very adaptable. But also, just given of this being of thought and of the mind, it makes Geminis kind of like a jack of all traits. They have mm-hmm. a lot of interests, can have a lot of hobbies because they they love learning, they love answers, they love logic and they take that a step further by... Well, they have the capacity to approach mm-hmm. things in a lot of different ways. They exactly. They have the capacity to juggle multiple balls in the yes. air. Yes. like sometimes like earth signs, you know, wouldn't be able to do that so mm-hmm. great. It's like they need to be more maniacal on something. Yeah. Gemini's like on the go, on the fly all yes. the time. So it's quick to pick something up. Their lightness helps them juggle. If mm-hmm. you think of air, it really... Yeah. Gemini really um, takes advantage of the air qualities and mutable. It's kind of the best of both worlds, in my opinion. I, yeah, because it it's ruled by Mercury, and mm-hmm. Mercury is like the quintessential air planet right. to me because it is your mind. So it, it is very, exactly. um, it is very high level. Even though Sagittarius is like higher education, um, Gemini for me, in a way, it's like can be more clever and quick-witted and like the one who's really good with like puns and stuff like that. (laughs) I also think um, Geminis, they're very good with people, talking Mm -hmm. to people, whereas Sagittarius energy does one-up Gemini energy as far as like, you know, if Gemini is about education, Sagittarius is about higher education. But for Sagittarius, since it's such a personal passion, it's not that they necessarily go around being like, like Deborah said, the one chatting around the room about like, oh, did you hear about this, that? And I did this, that the other day. Like, Geminis are much more... Conversational. Yeah, so it they're sharing ways. it. Yeah, and with Sagittarius, not... Like, a low vibe could be that they can get on their soapbox and speak to people mm-hmm. versus Gemini they is among with the people. You. Yeah. Yes, 100%. It, I think it's not so, so much that Sagittarius is one-up them, but mm-hmm. they're just... They can be kind of preachy, and that makes you more like, I don't know, as my mom says, nose up, you know? (laughs) Um, And Gemini is like, yeah, very personable. So amongst their intelligence, and I feel like, I don't know, sometimes when I think of Gemini energy, I can get intimidated. I'm like, oh, wow, they're, they're they're so awesome. but And they are, but they're very relatable, too. Yeah. Um... 
What's your favorite Gemini quality? Ooh, I I just really love how much they want to learn, mm. how smart they are. My friend, my roommate, shout out to Liz. She's my favorite yeah. Gemini that I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Liz Lettering on Instagram. She made our cover art yes. for the podcast, actually. She, and she is, you know, very talented, but she's so committed to learning and education. Yeah, and she's definitely really, a multi-hyphenate person. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that. I think that's so fun. And that can be really overwhelming for me. I'm a very, you know, Aries. I'm really passionate about the one thing I'm passionate about for that time. And I drive it home. Mm-hmm. But Geminis are much, like Deborah said, easier. They're better at juggling. And mm-hmm. I adore that. I think that's great. It makes them so interesting. Yes, yes. Definitely very interesting people. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's your favorite? Um, the learning part for sure. But I think mine is the creativity. Like they are so, I really, really respect and have learned to try and cultivate this more myself is their capability to like make anything like art or to make anything um just switch it to change that perspective because the, mm-hmm. the way the Gemini's they could see things in so many different ways and yes. like the way they like create like that physical manifestation of how they see it mm-hmm. is really cool to me. It's I fun. agree. And I also think like you said, um, we talked a lot about how Gemini's pull air qualities, but as far as it being like a mutable sign, they're, they are really good at seeing all different perspectives, which mm-hmm. is what I like. They don't, particularly get stuck on like their point of view they're the person Mm -hmm. in the conversation who's like wait i see your point of view i see your point of view i see your point of view you're all kind of right but you know what i mean like they're Mm -hmm. they're similar to libra because it's also an air sign exactly so mutable i think yeah Mm -hmm. i love that about them yes and i think the low vibe for me which honestly don't well, I think maybe for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Gemini in my chart just could be like the indecisiveness. Yeah. Um, and maybe I think I have, I really, again, I really haven't seen this in Gemini people, but it is possible in the low vibe to be like gossipy. Yeah, I would agree. I haven't really seen that. I don't know that many people are Gemini's to be fair, but I, I, it is noted that because they like to, you know, chat and talk with people, be very sociable, <laughs> it lends itself to being kind of it a gossipy happens. sound. It happens yeah. to the best of us. Best of <laughs> I would also say they're in their indecisiveness. Um, I also think, though, you know, if you want to do the flip side here of how mm. one quality can be both, you know, quote unquote, good and bad is when I was saying about the point of view stuff, it can get frustrating though when someone doesn't have one stance. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, if you see everyone's side, but where do, you, where do you particularly stand? I think that too, as far as Gemini's go, they can be almost too like, um, what's the word? Detached from yeah, it Yes, detached. Yeah. They can get a little bit too detached from okay, a scenario. And obviously as an Aries, I'm not everything, but a lot of things are personal. I have a lot of opinions. So I almost wish that they had a little bit more like, mm-hmm. oof, like decision and pride yeah. for a particular stance. Yeah, I could see that. But that's just me personally. <laughs> I know, you know, not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. Darkness at the break of noon Shadows, even the silver spoon The handmade blade, the child's balloon Eclipses both the sun and moon To understand, you know, too soon There is no sense in trying Now we're going to be talking about the moon being in Gemini and how Mm. that kind of gets 
um, actualized. Mm-hmm. So moon in Gemini. So like we've always said, the moon is your deepest desires and needs. Um, and when your moon isn't, so if like your natal moon is in Gemini and like the current moon is going to be in Gemini, you're going to feed, you're going to need, um, you're going to have a greater need to really communicate, express yourself, um, to have like an exchange of ideas and also an openness to allow a change in your emotions because your moon rules your emotions. So that's why it, when the moon is in Gemini, it's not just with your thoughts, but it's also that emotions being giving yourself that space and grace to allow that change and shift and letting go or, you know, like having that emotion, but letting it process and be released. Yes, I completely agree. It's definitely giving yourself the space to express yourself, um, like communicating, but also creatively letting this time be a moment where you can really, if you have an outlet, whatever it may be, whether it's writing or art, or if you create things, if you do whatever your hobbies are, a whole list of them, you're a dancer, singer, astrology, Mm -hmm. tarot doer, um, really lean on those things yeah because gemini energy really wants to express creatively Mm -hmm. through all these different outlets and even if you're not particularly someone yeah it needs it and even if you're not particularly someone who has like a hundred different outlets you know try and focus on the one that you you do normally go to and really foster it and take care of it and be kind to yourself with it it's really a time that 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 thing's going to speak to you yeah because the moon is going to be opposite the sun so again that full moon is kind is related to the opposition that's going to be in the sky and those are not the easiest of energies and now to get into um with the eclipses that feeling is intensified so i really think like honing into what mia was saying is like finding those outlets those creative outlets those ways to to kind of like center your thoughts and don't let it overrun you mm-hmm. it's going to be really important and also just gemini's they really want to connect and obviously it's a really mm-hmm. hard time with that you know still we're still in a pandemic and you know being safe but try and you know reach out to family and friends for a phone call or facetime zoom whatever you do or safely socially distant hanging out because gemini energy as it was at our first episode really wants people to connect Mm -hmm. so and that can be hard for this time i think that's going to be one of the struggles of this full moon being exasperated by eclipse happening so make sure you have you know your people on speed dial kind of thing a hundred percent and it's funny because um we were just talking about that earlier with you Mm -hmm. and you know we tend to feel i feel like the moon's earlier like then when they actually hit the degree and stuff so the fact that this conversation came up like two three days before Mm -hmm. the full moon is pretty fitting for us because you know what we were saying and like we want to also express to everybody that this time in this world (laughs) just sucks like yeah period it sucks and it's so much easier said than done than finding um these outlets that help us right but sometimes 
to qualify those things and to validate those things is just so exhausting and i think just realizing that yeah it sucks is important i think that was like a big thing that we Mm -hmm. like discussed today um but in that time you know we really just have to do our best and i think with the gemini moon energy that's really gonna be um what we're all gonna be doing yeah and air signs in general can kind of lend themselves to being a bit clinical or sterile Mm -hmm. because it is that that air quality but lean into wanting to connect and expressing yourself and just like deborah said not having to qualify or make like you know whatever about your situation if it sucks all this but you know or i'm lucky too blah blah blah. like yeah we're saying like yes we are lucky the ones that are lucky right but we're still struggling too yeah so be you know just keep in mind to be open to your emotions you know don't use your hobbies as distractions and you know you lean on the people around you for sure Mm mm-hmm Always, but for this particular moon, I feel like everyone's going to really be wanting their community again. Yes. And I guess let's get into it. The major aspect, there's really not a lot of direct aspects happening with the moon, but we're going to do focus this part on all about the eclipse. Ooh, eclipse season, and mm-hmm. she's back. Um, all right, so what the heck is an eclipse? What the heck? An eclipse is when the sun and or the moon... Um, are at the point of the nodes of fate, which are the south and north node. And so this type of energy really kind of creates, like I said, it catapults you forward. It creates this portal to really um, align us more with like where we are supposed to be. And this this eclipse is going to be a lunar eclipse. So that means the moon is hitting the node. Um, the moon in Gemini is going to be hitting the north node. So I highly encourage you guys. I think we're going to repost. Um, I, I did a post uh, back in like June, I think, about the nodes of fate because they actually changed this year. So that's why there's a lot of... Um, shifts and like major themes that is happening um so definitely check out that post to see how that's shifting and what we're moving towards and what we're moving away from um because the nodes of fate really are and they're not a point or an, uh, they're not a planet or an asteroid they're a mathematical point so they really are to they change like every year and a half almost two years So they really kind of give a broad idea of like the major themes that we're all going to be karmically being released from and growing towards. It has a lot to do with our karmic journey. Which, and that's what Catherine's going to kind of be talking about. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to definitely get more into that and talk about what, you know, karmic energy means and all that next episode if you're not very familiar with it. But yes, definitely. Yeah, and definitely check out the post that Deborah made. It'll be, we'll repost it on the Instagram so you can check it out Mm -hmm. because all of this, these themes are being brought up again from before. Yeah, and you're going to keep seeing them. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. So it's a really good idea to be aware of it now to help us through our, this next phase, right? And so when there is a lunar eclipse, more so than a solar eclipse, even greater of like a releasing energy 
and so full moons already are all about releasing now that it's an eclipse lunar eclipse it's gonna be extra extra and something that me and i were discussing is that releasing is a lot easier said than done you know yeah. <laughs> normally requires sure. a trigger mm-hmm. beforehand where and resistance yes and so that i think is another reason why you really want to hone into the different outlets the gemini moon needs to help you come to your actualization um and align yourself with your correct path exactly and that's what's tough about full moon energy along with this eclipse really amping up the energy of it Mm -hmm. is that that whole releasing energy that like purging of everything is is really hard and like deborah said comes from a trigger comes from something Mm -hmm. that made you uncomfortable or like made you spiral to recognize that is hard (laughs) and to be like okay i have to do something good with this but if you're prepared for it you know get get ahead of it Maybe. I mean, you can never outsmart the universe, no. but at least, you know, try and be prepared to get in. it expedites the process when you are more self-aware, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe not less painful, but at least something like you're not caught off guard. You know what I mean? I feel like if I can kind of prep for it, I'm like, okay, at least, you know. I but when you know that myself. it happens afterwards, you're like, oh, okay, I get you, universe. Yeah, yes. I get you. We're on the same page. Well, now we're on the same page. Well, now we're on before. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Like, we were at, um, if anyone lives locally, the Storia Socrates Park. And they always have these um, art structural exhibits. And one of them was, what's the, they had like a sign, like, what's the point of being uncomfortable, right? Mm, yes, it was like one of the questions. And it was very interesting what some of the responses was. And they all basically led to that being uncomfortable has to like is a part of progress and is a part of transformation Mm -hmm. and that's was actually very fitting for a full moon that kind of question because full moons are uncomfortable well let's hope 2020 right and i we highly encourage you to go see the exhibit if you haven't yet um it was great and i think so aligned with the spiritual themes that we're all going through and messages we're all receiving because another thing is that the moon is in relationship with Chiron at this point, the Gemini full moon. It's going to be sextiling it, which means it's 60 degrees apart from it and it kind of creates this harmonizing energy. Mm-hmm. And Chiron is the wounded um, warrior. And so I think it's really fitting during this eclipse season where the thing that may hurt us in some way or we have difficulty acknowledging or facing a certain pain i think it's going to be almost easier to confront it at this point because the moon is in relationship with chiron with that mm. in the, that sextile with chiron yeah they're work like the sextiles are like working together mm-hmm. so that's that energy yeah and yeah and anything related with chiron obviously is painful full moons are triggering it's a hard time guys but it's not you know it makes us stronger exactly it makes us stronger and also just on like a broader topic of an eclipse just to let everyone know i like to give a little warning as full moon time in general isn't really a time to do much energy work 
However, during eclipse, I would warn people to be extra careful with any kind of energy work they do, manifesting if you're into doing like your full moon spells or things like that, any intensive energy work to just be very careful or avoid it altogether. This time around, eclipse energy can be very chaotic and uncontrollable. Mm -hmm. I would, my biggest recommendation is just to try and focus the energy so you feel more centered, but don't try and like project it somewhere to do something with it. I just Mm. would caution that, you know, to each their own. If you're experienced, if you've done it, fine. I would just say if you're one who really likes to do a lot of energy work around full and new moons because you're feeling very powerful because there there is a lot of energy to go around. Mm. So just maybe skip it for this one, you know? Yeah. And fall back to Gemini uh, Gemini energy, Gemini moon energy, to really navigate you through that which is like yeah still be creative still be fun yeah um but maybe not trying to mess with the eclipse energy too much yeah it also could be very tiring i know you always say that it could be like very fatiguing yeah it's very physically fatiguing just is that a word fatiguing I hope so. It's <laughs> fun, <Spelling> a friend. <laughs> but, but yeah, I all energy work can be exhausting for a different word. But just, yeah, just be extra careful with it this time around. I always warn with energy work because I think it can be very exciting to get into, but it does affect your mind, body, soul kind of thing. So with all, with eclipse energy can be very chaotic. Just, you know, keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. So I hope that gave you a better idea of what the heck an eclipse is, um, how this Gemini full moon slash lunar eclipse is going to be playing out. And now I want to help you figure out what house this new moon, this full moon is going to be hitting you. Um, Everybody has their own personal chart and those charts are divided by 12 houses, which give you um, different areas or aspects of your life. So now I'm going to run down the list and tell you um, afterwards what each individual house stands for, just to give you that um, better full picture of how you should be expecting this energy in your life. So if you are Aries or Aries rising, this is going to be in your third house, Taurus or Taurus rising in your second house. Gemini or Gemini rising in your first, Cancer or Cancer rising in your 12th, um, Leo or Leo rising in your 11th, Virgo or Virgo rising in your 10th, Libra or Libra rising in your 9th, Scorpio or Scorpio rising in your 8th, Sagittarius or Sagittarius rising in your 7th, Capricorn or Capricorn rising in your 6th, Aquarius, Aquarius rising in your fifth, and Pisces or Pisces rising in your fourth. And like we always say, this is based off a whole sign system, so it may not be the most accurate for you. If you want us to find out exactly where it's going to be in your chart, please reach out to us and we will 100% be able to do that for you. Um, But again, it's just to give you a basic idea. And now quickly, um, your first house is all about your self-image, your appearance, identity, and your vitality. Second house is all about your money and your possessions, your personal values, and your livelihood. 
third house is about communication, early education, your mind and your siblings. Fourth house is all about your home, your physical home and your family. Your The fifth house is all about self-expression, creativity, romance, your children. Sixth house is all about your work, your work environment, like your um, health, your routines, your pets. My dog right now just joined us. Mm -hmm. Um, Seventh house is all about um, all your partnerships, the good and the bad. Eighth house is about sex, death, intuition, um, other people's assets. Ninth house is higher education, traveling, spirituality, astrology. Tenth house is about your career, your external recognition and reputation. 11th house is about your friends and your social life, um, groups, all that stuff. And lastly, your 12th house is all about your hidden life, um, your losses, subconscious, or some say higher conscious, as well as your dreams. And now we're up to our tower read for you. Both me and Mia have a three card spread to help navigate us through this Gemini full moon slash lunar eclipse. Yeah, we do. So just like usual, sorry, I got a puppy on me. <laughs> She's um, so cute. We do. We each do a three card spread and we do it with going in of the first card representing going into this full moon, the second card being what we're going to receive during it, and the final card being what we will gain coming out of it. So not always does it come out so linear, but I think this time we got a pretty pretty solid story. Mm-hmm. They match up well. Yeah, so I'll go first. Yes. So the first card I pulled was the Six of Wands. And how I interpret this card quite literally because I think it's the easiest way to think about it is there's this guy on his horse and he's just come back from a battle and everyone around him is congratulating him and he's just not giving himself the credit he deserves after all the hard work he put in. So that just translate to that translates to just being too hard on yourself, not giving yourself credit where credit is due. You've put all of this effort and time into something or just your life as of recent and you're not congratulating yourself you know you, you deserve props and claps for mm-hmm. snaps if you will yeah for getting through <laughs> this whole year but let's just say the past you know month or so yeah and then the second card is the ace of cups and the way that that follows up is once you've realized you've been too hard on yourself you can start taking care of yourself and the ace of cups is an opportunity to be gentle with yourself. It's that self-love in like the least cliche way, like true emotional um, maturity and recognition that you deserve kindness. Yes, that's it. Having compassion for yourself and letting that compassion manifest, letting yourself, you know, take care of yourself, take time for yourself and forgive yourself, give yourself props, all that kind of stuff. So it's a very sweet card. It's love in the most like intimate sense with yourself. Mm-hmm. And then the third card I pulled was the sun. And this is one of my favorite cards. It's actually, I my phone case has the sun tarot on it. <laughs> and it's 
it's joy. Like there's this baby riding this horse, the sun, it's this new beginning of happiness and good environment. Like when a kid is happy, it's like the yes. purest. Yes, form. yeah, it's the purest. It's it's pure because it's not really attached to anything, which is why I think it's very fitting that it comes after the Ace of Cups because it's going to have to do with yourself, not so much like an external factor of um, anything. Societal Yes, exactly. It's really separate from societal things. The sun has to do with true, fresh, innocence, and joy. Mm-hmm. So I think, I don't know, this made me really happy. It gives you something to look forward to. It's really just kind energy, and I feel like we really all need some of that right now. Yeah, I think we've all been way too hard on ourselves the past few months. And I think, you know, approaching the end of the year crawling, um, it's mm-hmm. going to it's we're going to, I think, start being like, OK, I deserve some some props right now. I made it through all of 2020. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. I'm going to celebrate me so hard. But like, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah. um, so my card's pretty much aligned with Mia and so for my first card I got the seven of pentacles this is an acknowledgement of our hard work we put in work we've done it we have accumulation of um things that we should be proud of and it's taken a lot of really tedious efforts and but I think it's an acknowledgement. And sometimes, especially during these past few months, it's like we feel like we're kind of just chasing our tail, going in circles. We've done so much, I've done nothing. And that's kind of what I hear from people. And this seven of pentacles is giving us some perspective of yes, like validating you and like, yes, you did do a lot. And yes, you should be proud of this. Um, and then that leads me to my second card of what the message that we're gonna be receiving from this eclipse is the four of wands and this is one of the most um happy and joyful and celebratory cards in the minor arcana this is a true celebration um i think coming from the seven of pentacles sometimes it's hard to do that to acknowledge that but the four of wands is going to make us celebrate that and kind of like with mia's um, Ace of Cups, it's this opportunity to really give ourselves a pat on the back. And then what we're going to be receiving out of this full moon eclipse is the two of uh, the two of pentacles. And so one thing that I don't think I mentioned too much when we're discussing the energy of this full moon is that because it's a full moon slash lunar eclipse and it's so much releasing, it's also a lot about endings. Mm-hmm. And so we're tying up these stories, you know, whether like the seven of pentacles and the four of wands, we're, we're congratulating ourselves of the hard work we've done for something. But it also with the four of wands is an end of a chapter of like, you know, right? Like this is one is so much, the four of wands is so much about like can represent matrimony, right? And so when matrimony even, it's like starting a new life and a new commitment to something that um, gives you joy. And with this two of pentacles, it's kind of saying, what is this new life going to be? What are these new seeds that I'm planting? It's kind of tossed up in the air. You're not too quite sure, but the cool thing about the two of pentacles, it's that it's fun. You can do it through play, through Gemini energy of creativity and self-expression, but 
you know, it because it's aligned with the eclipse and the, the karmic nodes, the nodes of fate, it's in a way, it's going to align you more with your true journey and your true path. You kind of can't go wrong and you kind of just have to fun, have fun figuring that out because we are going to be at this new chapter. It's after eclipse season, it's the new year and a lot of this energy, astrological energy that's been pretty big in 2020 are going to start moving on and moving forward. So and I'm, I'm sure most people, right, do feel like they're going to be in this new place and this new, and how, and if anything, a new perspective on the world, right? Yeah, definitely. So that's our tower read for you guys. Yes. Um, we wish you a, a fun, calm, full moon slash lunar eclipse. And we're going to be having, like I said, a guest for the Sagittarius new moon on the 14th. So look out for that. And we'll see you in that episode. And have a great yeah. full moon time. Yes. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Bye. Venus's goodbye. <laughs>